0: Hey you guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. I wanna welcome you to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so excited for today's show because we have a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Brent Scarpo, who is an intuitive life coach, but also so much more. He has done so much in his life from being a casting director for Shawshank Redemption to an author with an upcoming book called The Red Balloon, Transforming Your Life, One Inspirational Story at a Time. And he was also trained and was the assistant of James Van Praag. So this man has done a lot, a lot. So I cannot wait to jump in and hear more about his story, especially how he has now managed to use the Shawshank Redemption to create a whole coaching program around the the things that he has seen in that movie and this is so fascinating. I cannot wait to get into it. I'm so thankful that you're all here with us today. And thank you so much, Brent, for being here with us today as well.
1: Oh, my gosh, thank you. The pleasure is mine. I'm just so grateful for uh, for being honored for being part of this phenomenal podcast.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited to get to talk to you because we chatted a little bit before the podcast began and you're such a bright vibrant personality and i can tell that your passion is really there for all the things you do in life so before you get into all the things that you've been up to how about if you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you're coaching now and helping people also because your book is about your mom and, and how you dealt with her passing and so all the things you're doing are really helping people, which I love. So just tell us a little bit about you and and how you started using what you know to coach people and really help them change their lives.
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's um, one of the things that I, as a life coach, tried to practice myself and also instill in my clients is to live in the present moment right? Um, We know that if you live in the future, you're usually riddled with anxiety. If you're one of those people that live in the past, then that's usually riddled with uh, depression and fear. Uh, Living in the present is where joy is. That's where the answers are. And I think I've, you know, not that I haven't had my bouts with the past and the present, but I really try to live in the present moment. So, you know, I was born in California, but raised in uh, Warren, Pennsylvania. It's a very small town. Um, Since I was six years old, I've known that I've had particular gifts or things that I didn't quite understand. Um, We were sharing earlier that Warren, Pennsylvania is 20 minutes away from Lilydale, New York, which is one of the top 10 psychic towns in the world. And so, you know, I just kind of went about my business and, you know, I would be able to see people and understand people and guess people's names. And I knew things that would happen before they happen. And like I said, I just kind of kept it to myself. But I think for me, it's all about purposefulness and passion, it's the two Ps for me. Um, and I've always been driven in that direction. Um, you know, I talked earlier about how there's so, we have so many fires, you know, um, in the uh, 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 stoking in our fires. And, you know, for me, I'm you know, ADHD and ADD, I uh, got diagnosed with that about four or five years ago, which made my life make so much sense. But I also get why I can't just do one thing. So I don't mind doing multiple things because I do the tasks well. So my two passions in life ever since I was a kid was education and the entertainment industry. Um, got a degree in English literature communication in Erie, Pennsylvania from my alma mater, at University and then uh, moved to California. When I found out, when I was seven years old, I asked my mother where I was born. Like, I don't know why I asked. And she's like, she got my birth certificate out. And it said, you know, Burbank, California. I'm like, but this is Pennsylvania. She's like, yeah, she's like, but you know, daddy and I divorced. And so we came back to my hometown and I looked at her and I said, when I get big, I'm moving back.
0: <laughs> <She's> like,
1: <laughs> my mother goes, just take me with you, will you? You know, so my whole life, that moment in time, I geared my life to go back to California. So I moved here in 1986. I attended the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Um, Again, just loving life, you know, because I was living presently in the moment, um, overcoming all my fears, you know, and uh, was working on movies and television commercials and cruise ships and theater and you know uh and then a friend of mine uh who's a casting director asked me if i'd be interested in being her casting assistant and i said no uh i actually had no desire whatsoever but it's interesting when you live in the present moment because when you live in the present moment opportunities are going to show up You know, that's why we want to live in the present moment, because if you're not, then we they just go right past you. So I said no three times. And the third time she called and she was crying. So for your audience, I'll let you know a secret about me. If you cry in front of me, I'll pretty much do whatever you want. (laughs) Uh, I said, what's wrong? She's like, I got a job, but they won't let me sign a contract if unless I have an assistant with me. And I was like, well, what is this job? And she said, well, it's a movie called Be Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. And I said, well, that's the stupidest title I've ever heard in my entire life. I yeah. said, what is it about? And she said, what's the Stephen King thing? And it's going to be in Ohio. And I'm from Pennsylvania. My mother was still living there. And I said, oh, wow, I'm from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I said, well, how much would I get? And she tells me, right? And I said, you know, you probably should have started the conversation with that (laughs) oh my god it was like an insane (laughs) amount of money and you know as we talked earlier i was working with james on Prague, who's now this world-renowned evidential medium and i had been his personal assistant for two years doing all his appointments um i was the i was the guy that inputted in that old computer back in the day his first best-selling book you know, um, I'm the one. Yeah, <laughs> all that. And so I'm, I, I'm,
0: bread, like, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was
1: like, you know, oh, yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, way before, you know, texting and cell phones and so on and so forth. I mean, you know, but you know was interesting about this. Now that I think about this, you know, I worked with him for two years and part of my pay was every six months I would get a, a free reading. Right, and he he is phenomenal. I can guarantee he's the real deal, because I you know, I question everything, and for me, morals and values and ethics are important. So you know, when he asked me to be his assistant, I was his very first assistant ever. I said to myself, if this is shady, if he asked me to cheat, if I do, you know, I got I'm out of here. Never once, never once. And um, I remember I had this one reading, and he said to me that I. Uh, it was probably about six months prior to my friend telling me about this casting thing. And he, we started the reading and, you know, I had all the, all the people have passed are my you know, angels come through. And all of a sudden he looks at me and goes, oh, I've got a, you know, I got to get a new assistant. I said, why? He said, you're leaving. I said, no, I'm not. He said, oh, yes, you are. I said, oh, no, I'm not. I said, I have not, like, I'm paying my rent through you. So thank you for playing <laughs> He said, no, no, you're going to be going east of the Mississippi. I said, no, I'm not. I don't like going. I don't like snow. I said, he goes, no, 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 but uh, we'll talk about it. So then we did the reading. Six months goes by. My friend says, you know, do you want to be my assistant? Tells me how much it is. And it was really an insane amount of money. And um, I really struggled. And so, you know, I said, let me just think about this for a week before I commit to this. Because I really had to call James and say, you know, look. So I went in every day. And I just couldn't face him, right? And I'm not good with confrontation. So I went home that night and I called him. I said, Hey, by the way, I said, I gotta share something with you. And you know what he said? I've already replaced you. Oh, wow. I said, What? <laughs> he said, Yeah, you're you're quitting. I said, Oh my God, I am. That's why I called. He goes, I know. He yeah. said, East of the Mississippi. I was going to Ohio because we were shooting yeah. in Ohio and it was just extraordinary. Like he was psychic
0: uh, or something, you know?
1: No, Well, that's the thing about mediums. I mean, the thing about James is, you know, he is an evidential medium that brings dead people back and, and, and then shares. But he also, you know, when you have these kinds of gifts, you have a multiplicity of things, but there's usually one that's your core gift, right? In all the work that I did with him, I would meet people that you know, they could predict the future. They could, you know, they could do tarot cards. They could talk to, you know, people past, you know, like I can, I can channel my mom fairly easily, you know, but I don't know if I could do it with other people, Mm -hmm. but my, my intuitive stuff, big time. And this is, he was really good in the medium thing, but he also had some psychic abilities as well. So I am doing Shawshank Redemption and changed my life. Um, became, Became a casting director after that. I worked on Air Force One, that thing you do, probably the third best summer of my life is when I hired 3,000 kids to be in a movie called Matilda. Um, <laughs> the joyous time of my summer because I do well with uh, kids because of the education. And then um, after that is when um, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I had an intuitive um, premonition. And, uh, this is on the today show episode that I talked about where I won their contest. Everybody has a story. Um, I had a message that my mother had cancer three o'clock in the morning. I was sweating from head to toe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the next morning, my mother had moved to California. She was a few miles from me. And I called her and I said, when's the last time you've had a physical? And she said five years ago when I moved from Pennsylvania to here, and I didn't tell her about the dream, but I said, mom, you've got to get, you got to get a physical for you. Right. Um, And she had lung cancer. So had I not listened to that, doctors told me she probably would have had six months, but because I did listen to that, we had two years. Um, And then my mom, uh, in fact, it'll be 25 years. This January 26th, she passed away, I lost her. And um, that's when I decided that I really wanted to really look at life and um, what is it that I'm doing as far as my part, in relationship to the world. So I did a documentary called Journey to a Hate Free Millennium. I got the rights to tell the stories of Matthew Shepard, James Byrd Jr. and the students at Columbine High School. For 10 years, I traveled to every US state a dozen times, 17 foreign countries dealing with the issue of hate in society and how we need to overcome it. Um, Anti-bullying programs. I've spoken to 1.8 million people. Uh, Did that for 10 years, took a year off. Um, And then I won the contest in the Today Show and uh, A lot of people were asking for my advice and I turned that into a life coaching program. And here I am today.
0: (laughs) Just done a few things here and there.
1: just a few, I know. It's (laughs) funny, you know, I don't really think that. And as I shared with you, I'm writing, well, it's almost done, this book called The Red Balloon, Transform Your Life, One Inspirational Story at a Time. And I always think, you know, I think we all think that our life is slightly mundane. And my mother always used to have to stop me when we were on the phone, she's like, "Brent." You just need to take a moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, and I remember this part. I don't know why I'm saying this part. She's like, You worked with Madonna. Not many people can say that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> she, it was like an everyday thing. It was just so we It was like, you know, there's this really bad film I was in that, you know, it was Madonna and Harvey Keitel. And, you know, and I was like, She'd always like pull me into a reality check of like, you, you know, and I think it was also to her point, it's like everything I said I was going to do, I've done, right? I, I, there's no, you know, especially for your listeners, because it is the beginning of January, you know, it's the new year, it's 2022, and we've been through so much, you know, but there is no, there is no end to your dreams, right? That's the beauty of life. There is no end to dreams, to goals, to aspirations. I mean, you know, COVID may take away some things, a job or sadly a loved one or, you know, a position that you once had. But the one thing that COVID can't take away is your dreams, you know, and that's, I think, why so many of us that are life coaches and we've been helping out clients is reminding them that, You know nobody can take those away from you there's no epidemic there's no politician there's no person place or thing you know and that's how we're going to get through these last few years
0: yeah absolutely and i love that you're inspiring other people to understand that your dreams don't expire and it's never too late Um, because i know my mom personally went back to school late she didn't go to college And then when I was in high school, she went back and got her teaching degree. And then she taught for like 20 years still, even after that. But she was not only did she achieve what she wanted to do, she didn't do that whole it's too late, I'm too old kind of a thing, which a lot of people do because she was in her 40s. And then she inspired two of her own children to also go on to become teachers. So
1: right. Exactly. Yeah, I think we all, uh, look, I, as a life coach, um, I think part of why I do well as a life coach is I'm very transparent and very authentic about my struggles. Um, And as we talked earlier, I I tend to attract those clients that have gone through things that I've gone through. Um, And so, you know, bravo to your mom, you know, I mean, I think, I, I think it's one thing to say, um, you know, I'm too old or I'm too this or whatever. I think we all have those thoughts. It's whether you hold on to that thought, whether you allow that thought to dominate you. It's like, like COVID, right? It's the last couple of years have been just insane, just completely insane on so many levels. And I do believe there's a reason for all of this. And when this all came down, I mean, I had clients and I was freaking out, I'll be the first person to say I was freaking out and they were freaking out. And, um, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta get a hold of myself here because, you know, I've got to help out people. And I had this sort of aha moment, an intuitive moment because my one client, um, she lost all three of her jobs in 48 oh, wow. hours, oh, my gosh. 48 hours. Uh, she called and she was just in tears and she said, you know, the uh, uh, the cocktail waitress job I have? I said, like, yeah, she like, I just got let go. And she, you know, the other job I had as a, a, a waitress? she like, I just got let go. And in that job, she also, because she had a lot of accounting, um, she lost that job too. So mm-hmm. single mom, three kids, lost three jobs in 48 hours due to COVID. She was absolutely beside herself and in tears. And I said, well, here's the deal. I said, what is it that you have now, right? Now that she's lost all three jobs. And she said, well, I have way too much time on my hands. I said, a lot of us do, you know, based on what circumstances have occurred, you know, when it comes to COVID. I said, so here's what I know. And it just like hit me. You've got a lot of time. She said, yes. I said, so here's what we're going to do. You can either do the time or you can allow the time to do you. Pick one, pick one. And you know, so often prior to COVID, COVID more, most of my clients were like, "I just don't have time. If I just had more time, if I, mm-hmm. well, guess what? Your prayers were yeah. just yeah, yeah. I think it,
0: that's one of the things that we were forced to slow down.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely forced to slow down, but also forced to. I, I think to your point, absolutely, but forced to do a lot of things. Like I have a, so I have another friend of mine, um. He's that guy that spends like you know five ten thousand dollars for like a seven-day retreat to get to know yourself. So I called him, I said, Boy, aren't you excited for COVID? He said, Why? I said, Because now you get to do this for free. (laughs) He said, What? I said, dude, you're talking about spending time with yourself. And what's so funny about him? And we have a great, you know, relationship. It was about six months into COVID. He's married and he calls me, he said, you're a life coach. He said, yeah, because I really need a lot of help. I said, what's wrong? He said, I don't recognize my wife. I said, what are you talking about? You've been married for 17 years. He said, not to this woman. I've just met her for the first time. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, married, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Some I people. think that happened
1: to a lot of people. Oh, tons and tons and thousands and thousands and thousands. Yeah, people, to your point, I think people had to finally, like if we're looking for reasons, Right? People met their husband for the first time. Yeah. They met their wife for the first time, their boyfriend, the girlfriend, their partner. Some people met their children for the first time yeah. in their life. Right? Some people actually said the word, I love you, to their children and the wife and their partners for the first time. Right? Because we were forced to be in each other's spaces rather than use work, alcohol, drugs. Uh, recreation things that we use outside of ourselves from understanding what the true things in our lives and what's most important yeah
0: absolutely i 100 percent agree with that and i think that uh it was a wake-up call for a lot of people
1: big time oh people got slapped beside the, the head they're like mm-hmm. i mean he called me. he's like i don't i don't know who this woman is like i don't know somebody replaced my wife because i have no idea who she is and i was like oh you're getting to know who the real she is. oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah right so and that's good stuff yeah yeah and then you know you know some people some people you know they made some monumental decisions in that well if this is the real you that's not who you know I want to be married to and I was like I would say no you've always been married to them you just didn't know who they really were
0: yeah exactly you know and yeah. it, a lot of different ways I think there were a lot of people who realized like hey I can work from home or hey I can I don't like my job so I.
1: Cool. I just know. read yesterday or today, 4.7 million more people quit their jobs in November.
0: I mean, I totally understand it because in education we're being pushed, like more and more and more and.
1: Don't we know more it?
0: More things pile on and on, you know, and even now, there's this new variant, and the the numbers are going up and up and up, with the cases, and all the schools around us are going remote. And our district just sent out a thing like we're staying open. Like our goal is so that kids can do, you know, they can get the socio emotional, which I get. And I understand that, but I also understand health and being healthy. And so
1: well, you look, let's just be very clear about something as you and I share the world of education. But, you know, also, you know, this is um, this is one of the first situations in our lifetime where where you've been all connected. I mean, the only other time that I personally remember this in the 80s with HIV and AIDS, and that was slow going, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't quite get to the entire world for a few years or so. And This hit us fast. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to talk politics by any stretch of the imagination. You know, it, there's I think there's right and wrong on both sides, but I always tried to, you know, tell people, we're in the process of not looking for the answers, but trying to figure out what the questions are. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants answers. And like you can't find answers unless I mean, from one teacher to another, you and I both know this, right? Unless you have the right questions, you're not going to get the right answers. Mm-hmm. And we just, I mean, it's just it is the way that it is. Nothing like this has happened in the past. And so the first thing we have to do is ask the right questions. And then once we have those down, then we can figure out what the right uh, answers are. But everybody's like, oh, no, no, no. I know the answer. I'm like, yeah. how can you know the answer when you haven't even <laughs> formulated the question? Like, I look at these people, I go, so when exactly did COVID happen to you before this COVID? Like, what, what do you do? You know, but
0: everyone's I, an expert now.
1: Oh, my <laughs> Lord.
0: Everyone is a scientist.
1: Everybody's, and a <laughs> everybody's intelligent. You know? So, I, you know, it's funny. I said to my one friend, I said, I don't mind ignorance. Ignorance is great. It's a lack of uh, knowledge, right? This is why you and I exist from a teaching perspective, an educational perspective. But what I cannot tolerate is stupidity. Just mm-hmm. pure stupidity. You know, if, I, if we both go outside and, you know, the sky really is blue and you're really going to tell me it's not, like, really?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like... You're just saying it's not blue, not because it's not blue, because for right. whatever Just to be reason,
0: argumentative or whatever. Yeah.
1: You want to be right. Right. You just right. want to be right. And I'm like, <laughs> you're not asking the right question, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, are you going to do the time or is the time going to do you? And so I equipped all my clients with tools on. You know you do the time so you know like your mom she found herself in her 40s like you know what I'm gonna get my degree so I said to my clients what is it that you've always wanted to do that you never had time to do that we've been complaining about now let's do it yeah right and a lot of people did yeah
0: and that's awesome because yes. um you know personally I think time is just an excuse that we use to say that I can't do something but when you're forced to sit down and say, now I have all of this time. You can't find an excuse anymore. It's like, now you have to do it. Your, your time right.
1: is up. <laughs> Right. And here's what you have to do that people didn't realize when they were using the excuse, I don't have time. What happened for a vast majority of us is that when we found the time, it's not that we, we, fa- we have the time, but the question becomes, right? Speaking of what's the right question, the question is, What is it that time is going to actually do for you? And I would gently suggest to you that in the last two, two and a half years, time has allowed us to do something that we absolutely do not want to do. And that is face our fears.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's forced us to make connections again. I mean, I can't tell you before COVID how many times you go out to eat and everyone was on their phones. Like four people sitting around a table, no one talking, everyone on their phones. And you know, I'm I was probably guilty of that somewhat myself, but now when you see people, it's more that they're genuinely having conversations because I think again, it forced us to do that, to realize yeah, that we need that.
1: I, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I can I totally hear what you're saying. Cause I mean, I'm old enough to remember pre-phones and post phones. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I, I look at it a little bit differently. It's like, it's like, it's almost like COVID said, okay, so you don't want to really be with each other. You really don't want to connect. You really don't want to love each other. You really want to be on your phones. Okay, that's what I'll do. So you stay in your house, you stay in your house, we're doing school over uh, Zoom. Y'all don't wanna really connect with each other and try to understand what it means to be human beings. And you're gonna play this game of texting and emailing each other and not looking each other in the eyes. Great, I will make that dream come true. That's how I looked at it. It's like COVID came and said, this is the kind of life you want. You want to be isolated. You don't want to connect. You don't want to sit at a table with your, I still, when you brought that image up, I remember I went to Hawaii and I tend to travel by myself and I meet amazing people. And I saw this family of four, a uh, husband and wife, their two kids, you know, and we're on the, literally on the right near the beach. Like you look out the window and there's the, uh, well, there was no windows yeah. and they sat down. The waitress came, can I take your order? They took their order. I'm not kidding you, because I, I actually took pictures of it and put them on Facebook. For an hour and 10 minutes, not one word was said. All four took out their phones. Not one word, not how's the eggs. Oh, did you like the waffle? Oh, do you want some more bacon? And then the waitress came. He paid. They got up. They left. I said, that is extraordinary. I have a friend in Pennsylvania who owns a restaurant, Italian and I'm Italian. He got so frustrated. This is like nine, eight, nine years ago um, because he's had the restaurant for years. And one day he walked in and he's like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And so when you go to his restaurant when you open up the menu, it says there if you do not bring out your cell phone you get 10% off your bill.
0: Wow, it's a novel idea.
1: <laughs> right because yeah. he used to walk in and, and yeah. it, it's italian and we're talking and he would hear the people and thank you very much and and he walked in one day crickets. quiet
0: silence yeah and same thing as the classroom teacher too i mean i've taught pre-cell phone and then with cell phones and you know before cell phone it would be kids trying to pass notes but that's easier to stop and then with cell phones you know it's just I mean, there were literally classes I would walk into, sub for other teachers, and students are watching Netflix. Yeah. While someone's teaching, is like, how are you learning
1: anything? Yeah, absolutely. So in my well, class, not allowed. got the trees, and you got to come in, and you know, it's it's yeah. Yeah, I, I did not allow them in
0: my class because you know. Kids like to think they can multitask and do two things at once. But I know personally, if I'm watching something and I pick up my phone for a second, I have to rewind what I was watching because I didn't catch anything when I was, you know. So, yeah, and they just don't have that understanding yet of that, no, you cannot multitask like that and do it well enough that you're going to retain what you need to retain. So, yeah, I, I it's interesting because technology can be quite a blessing and it can also be a curse at the same time, I think, because another initial thing we see with that is a a huge increase in anxiety in kids. And I think the phones have a lot to do with that.
1: I agree with you 100%, I agree with you 100%. It's, uh, yeah, it's just too much. Uh, Mm -hmm. I I often say, um, I'm not a slave, I've never been a slave to technology and I always say, you know, I don't allow technology to rule me, I rule technology.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And you have to take a break now and then you know, you just really do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So tell us a little bit more about um, your coaching, because I know that you not only offer the coaching, but when people work with you, you talked about earlier that you offer a free reading.
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of what I do is very intuitive. I mean, I have a four month program is 21 sessions. I mean, that's one option. I always, you know, what I, what I do is it's very organic in nature. So, um, I don't work with everybody. Um, I I have a hundred percent success rate uh, because I'm just one of those ethical people where, If I know I can't help you, I'm not taking your money. I'll refer you to somebody else. Cause there's, you know, there's just people say, well, I need this. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I can't do that. Like, you know, there's just things like I do careers. I can do relationships, but I niche myself big time. So for me, millennials, I love millennials. I understand them. I adore them. Um, I have dozens and dozens of um, clients that are millennials uh college students especially if you're a college senior um i'm very good at helping them find a path as well as high school seniors i have three high school seniors now and We just finished applying at 10 different colleges and we did the whole process and they're gonna get in all 10 colleges, I guarantee it. So that's my niche. Not that I haven't helped out other people because I can, but I always start with an intuitive reading. It's completely complimentary. It'll blow your mind. Um, If you go on to the Today Show, just Google Brent Scarpo, the Today Show, you'll see my episode. You'll see my first coaching client because he was my guest when I won the uh, contest. Um, But yeah, I love doing these intuitive readings um you can text me at 760-835-3327 you can text uh melissa melissa oatman i want my free reading whatever 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 gets my attention um and you know and it takes me uh, all i need is a birthday with a year it takes me a couple of days to kind of pull it together i'm doing two now as so we speak um so yeah 760-835-3327 if you want to email me you just email me brent at brentscarpo.com i know it'll be in the show notes but b-r-e-n-t at b-r-e-n-t-s-c-a-r-p-o.com and let me know that you'd like to have one of those done and then if it works out and you want to have some life coaching which i think you know this is the time you know Mm -hmm. it's life coaches are super busy um and it's the new year so what the heck you know it's like Mm -hmm. let's if four look 4.7 million people just quit their jobs in november so there's a need for this to give them some kind of guidance.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will have that phone number and the email also in the show notes, if you want to go and get your free reading, which that's awesome that you are offering that. So I appreciate that. Um, And your upcoming book, The Red Balloon Transforming Your Life One Inspirational Story at a Time. I know you said it's coming out around April, but um, is there an email list? That's yeah, so it's gonna
1: right. We're gonna do uh April we're gonna do a special cause it's about the, you know, the book is a life coaching book. It has tons of exercises, but it literally is about the Today Show episode where my mother and I proved that there was life after death. So especially given the last two years, because we've, we've been in a day with so much grief and so much death, um, I think it's going to be a phenomenal book for people. Um, so yeah, I have a special email list. So if you want to, again, text me, put me on your email list, just text me your email, or you can email me, brent at brentscarpo.com, or my website is brentscarpo.com, but I've been literally Collecting names for 10 years because I started on this book 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking to have a Mother's Day event where we're going to celebrate moms um, by having, and my hope is we have the books available, but yeah, you know, given the world, we have to work with what we got. But we'll do pre orders around that time. And then as soon as the book is uh, available, which will be this year, then you'll get it. But we're going to be doing a lot of special things on Zoom. Um, it's it's going to be an amazing event. So I'm inviting everybody that you know has supported me in the last 10 years um and there's no cost to it like you said it's just we're gonna have uh i'm gonna read uh chapters of the book uh i might do some intuitive readings we might do some life coaching we'll see what happens
0: awesome that sounds amazing so i'll have that link too in the show notes so anybody who wants to get on the email list can as that sounds like an opportunity to really uh have a fun time and, and just to celebrate uh, everyone, I think, has their story of of grieving and experiencing connection even after death. So uh, I love that. I love that you wrote the book. Um, I was just talking to someone, and we were talking about how my mom really needs to write down her journey and how you know how this has shaped her life and, and the lessons that she's learned. Because I think. Um, As I was saying to someone else too, when you go through this process, there's there's no real guidebook that says, how do you get through this when someone you know is sick, is dying, you know, I know there are books on that, but everyone's experience is personal and it's their own. And you just wanna feel like I'm not alone and other people are there with me and have been through this and that it will be okay. You know, everything is going to be okay. So I love that you're telling your story um, uh, for that. So I cannot wait for your book to come out.
1: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's been a long process, but I guarantee it's coming out in 2022. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, and you'll have to come back on the show before I out.
1: absolutely will come back on the show.
0: <laughs> I would love that and then we can talk more in depth about your book and the whole process. and everything with that well this was just such a fun conversation and you're such an interesting person you've done so much with your life as your mom would say like slow down you met madonna and not everybody right,
1: does. Right. <laughs> exactly yeah i don't know about the slowing down part but i think just just um, acknowledging you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that acknowledgement is what's so important so yeah i agree
0: yeah Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that you're doing for people, because I think that, you know, people like you who are trying to help people make their lives better is just an amazing thing. I mean, I think so many people right now really need uplifting. They need light in their lives. They need direction. And uh, there's just a lot of care out there.
1: Yeah. I'll give you two little nuggets. Um, because I'm having a bit of an aha moment. I know we talked about Shawshank Redemption, the 10 life lessons that I put together. So I'll give you one of those. And then I'll give you a new year's exercise that everybody can do right now that I invented that all my clients have to do. So, um, let's do the Shawshank, you know, and you, you, you really kind of triggered me with this because I agree with you. Um, Many of you have seen Shashik Redemption, it's one of the top 10 films that the American Film Institute says you have to see before you die. And um, I have the original poster signed by the director, then we got a second poster of the 10th anniversary. And it's interesting, because when I got the second poster, I put it, you know, next to the first poster on my wall, and I really hadn't really looked at the poster at that time. And I looked at it, and for the first time in my life, I read the caption, of the Shawshank Redemption. And I don't think most people are familiar with the caption of the movie. And I want to share that with you now because I think it's very indicative of what we're going through. And so it says Shawshank Redemption. And then here is the caption for the poster. The caption is, fear can hold you prisoner. Hope can set you free. Let's say it again. Fear can hold you prisoner. Hope can set you free. Just like Andy Dufresne. Yeah, you know, convicted wrongly. We all have to face our fears. We've got to create those necessary action steps to overcome them, right? We have to allow ourselves to face those fears on a daily basis, because when we face those fears, that's when you have the opportunity of hope of coming in. That's what we've had to do with COVID. That's what we've had to do with those that have lost loved ones to COVID. That's what we've had to do with the losses, be it a job, be it a relationship, be it whatever, is face the fear of what that's about and know that there is hope right? And so the second thing I'll give you is um, I am not a fan of resolutions. I don't do them. I haven't done them for years. In fact, my nickname for them are revolutions because we're always fighting. We're always fighting. right? And So my clients have to do this. So what I want you to do is I want you to pick one word, pick a word that you would like 2022 to be for you, right? It should probably be an adverb or verb or an adjective because it's got action it doesn't have to be but if you think about what you've been through and what it is that we're about to embark on 2022 at the end of the year what is that word for you and i would even say to you and i I just had this i'll give you some examples i know people like what is he talking about um i had two clients and so i say try not to find the word let the word find you I know it sounds strange, but that's living in the present moment. So one of my clients goes, oh, my God, I know my word. I know my word. We're doing a Zoom call. I said, oh, what is it? He goes, prosperity. And that's exactly what his word needed to be. It was just everything he's been through. I was like, that's a great word. Then I had another client the day after. And she's like, I know my word. I know my word. I was like, oh, okay. well, (laughs) it must be, you know, what is your word? She goes, healthy. I was like, that's a great word. And she's like, not just healthy, but every aspect of my life, my relationships, my physical, emotional, psychological health. So what's the one word that you want to represent 2022 for you? And then write it down somewhere or paint it or collage it, put it and put it in a place of honor or put it on a sticky note on the bathroom so you see it. So every day you're reminded of that word.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's so great. I did a whole podcast episode with my Patreon members about that thing, that very thing, finding your word. And I told them, my word is determination.
1: Oh, that's a good word. Yes.
0: I've been through so much this year, but I am not going to allow it to throw me off balance, throw me off my course. I am determined to win.
1: Yes, yes. However, that's defined for you. Right. right. I, no, I think that's it. In fact, I'm just being with you. I'm like, no, that's a really, really good word. Uh, mine is transformation. I
0: love that too. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
1: You'll know it. Well, all of a sudden you'll hear the word and you'll go, Oh, that's my word. Yes. Right. You'll yes. just feel good. Right. Yeah. So just meditate with that word, like I said, draw that word and allow that. And inevitably what happens is, you know, I'll, I'll let you know in the, in the, 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 the secret of this is that whatever the word becomes for you, what typically happens is throughout the year, the universe, God, whomever you call your higher power, um, allows the blocks to reveal themselves of why you're not allowing that word to come to fruition. So, right, I'm being determined, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, okay, so the things that are keeping you from having any kind of, you know, to being determined, right, are going to come up for you, transformation, so whatever things are keeping me from being transformed, transformative are going to come up for me um I had a person who put contentment right at the end of the year she's like oh my god this is the crappiest year of my life I said why she said you know all these things happen I said well how do you feel now I usually now I feel good I said because you had to see all those things over the course of the year to get to that so I don't often say that to people but I always feel a little bit especially when I do these podcasts like I should because whatever word you do pick it's going to be okay great. That's the word you want. So if there's anything that's keeping you from making that come to fruition, that's what's going to show up. And that's what you want so that you can have all of what it is that you created as far as your word is concerned.
0: Yes. Love that. I love it. I love that piece of advice. I hope that everybody does that at home and finds their work because I do think that is a very, very, um, helpful. And for me, it's like a guiding light through the year of, I always come back to this. Like, am I, am I being determined in what I do in my life? And is, is it helping me to get to this place in my life? So thank you so much for sharing those little nuggets for us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And definitely come back on again right before, yeah. before or after your book comes out so we can talk more in depth about your book and your writing experience.
1: That would be lovely. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with others you think might benefit from it. You can follow me on social media and you can also go to my website, melissaotman.com, to see all the services I offer. You can even book a free discovery call with me. All of the links will be in the show notes. As always, I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, I am sending you guys so much love and light and I will talk to you soon bye guys.